Welcome to Curious Psalms, a podcast where we practice reading and praying this wonderful prayer book of God's people. I'm your host, Matt, and joining me again today for this episode on Psalm 16 is Reverend Q Han, our Associate Pastor of Pastoral Care and Community Engagement. I so appreciate Q and his willingness to have these conversations. He's been on the podcast twice before, but in this episode, as we reflect on Psalm 16, I invite you to keep your ear open for the way that he helps us reflect for God's care for us as whole people. And if you stay tuned to the end, which I encourage you to do, you'll hear him invite us into a really practical prayer practice based on Psalm 16 that I'm confident will be a gift to you today. So friends, to get us started, and with thanks to Q, here's him reading Psalm 16. Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. I say of the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones in whom is all my delight. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods or take up their names on my lips. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful ones see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Q, welcome back Man. to Curious Psalms. So good to be back. I want, I want to let the listener know that not only are you a regular guest, not only are you a more than welcome guest, a thoughtful guest, you are also, to my great gratitude, a wonderful emergency guest. Because this weekend, I realized I had not lined up anyone to be on the podcast for this week. And I reached out to Q with about 24 hours notice, and he said, let's go. Let's talk about some psalms. So I am really grateful. Yep. What can I say? When I first read the email, I was tempted to say no to that. But then I thought of wonderful baby Oliver, who is just so adorable. (laughs) So all for Oliver. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well, Oliver's already paying dividends. That's great. (laughs) No, I'm totally teasing. I mean, this is one, I've already mentioned it to you, but this is one of the you know, one of the ministries that happens at Granite Springs Church that I've enjoyed the most this past year. So really glad to be back. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. And appreciate your reading Psalm 16 for us as well. We'll get into our observations, but my first observation is just what a beautiful psalm to ask these questions of, huh? So let's dive into our three questions that we use. Let's Uh, start with this first one. Q, what stood out to you in reading this psalm? That's uh, pretty easy for me because it was the first verse of the psalm. Keep me safe, my God. Hmm. 
And that stuck out to me, you know, since the beginning of the Psalms. And, you know, as I read through the Psalms, I was expecting that the psalmist, David, would be in some sort of urgent situation in his life. Because, yeah. I mean, we, we kind of know his life story. And he's been chased mm -hmm. by the King Saul and one time by his own son, you know, staying a season of his life in the caves and wilderness and all of those things, right? But it turns out it doesn't really sound like he was writing this psalm or praying this psalm from an urgent or life-threatening yeah. situation or any kind of hardships or difficulties. It just sounds more like a profession of faith. He's, he's just professing his faith and his trust to God and mm. naming all those things like the Lord of Lords. You, you are the God from whom all of my blessings and security come from. Yeah. And I didn't resonate with this particular phrase, keep me safe, God, as a prayer. And it's probably not important hmm. whether I resonate with it or not, because it's the Word of God and it'll remain to be the Word of God. <laughs> but I, it was interesting to me, though, and I think it's important probably for me to just wonder and ponder about why yeah. I may not resonate with it. And after thinking about it for some time, I think it's because... There are plenty of things that I find security in, in my personal life. And I, I won't speak mm -hmm. for everyone else, but I think many of us have certain things in our lives where we can make those things or places our refuge. And so to read yeah. a psalm where somebody who is not in an urgent situation, or seemingly, well, he might have been, starting a prayer by saying, keep me safe, God, and mm. finding his only refuge in God alone, was something that I couldn't resonate, but at the same time, something in me admire that. You know, that's that's yeah. something that I think that I that I kind of aspire and, and long for in my life as well. So it was a mixture of kind of emotions and just something that really stuck out. Keep me safe, my God. Thanks, Hugh. That's so beautifully said, really. I, I think one of the things you're drawing our attention to in terms of reading scripture, which I think this whole podcast is hopefully in some ways a reflection on how we read scripture, but sometimes the very distance that we feel from scripture can be the illuminating thing. The fact that that prayer doesn't resonate with you as a personal prayer, as you processed and reflected and shared with us, I think in some ways is almost the, the very insight that the psalm gifts you. I was struck by something that's maybe, I think, kind of related to what you're talking about. But I just found interesting how physical this psalm was. And some of the physicality is definitely being used metaphorically, which is like, I guess what metaphors are, right? They're often yeah. uh, sort of physical things that we use as symbols or stand-ins or images for another. But also the language just explicitly, like in verse 9, Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure. Verse 11, at least in English, we can't read about eternal pleasures and not think, I think, of some kind of physicality. Verse 5 talks about God being my portion and my cup, the very kind of sustenance for our bodies, the thing that sustains us physically. There's really a holistic sense of our good and our yeah. well-being that I think is present in this psalm. And one of the things I found so interesting, you know, I was reading this psalm and you know how sometimes you have echoes, right? It's like, I've read this before somewhere else. Yeah. And so I thought, you know, 
I'm pretty sure, especially when I read, you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful one see decay. Uh-huh. I thought, I'm pretty sure that that psalm is quoted somewhere in, in Acts. Yeah. Because Acts in these sermons, they're always quoting the psalms. And actually, there, Peter quotes this psalm. He says, David essentially wasn't talking about himself. This is in Acts chapter 2. If you want to look it up and see it in its full context, it's fascinating. He's like, David did die. <laughs> he says, David did die. So he wasn't talking about himself yeah. because he died and saw decay, but he was a prophet in the writing of this psalm. And he was pointing to Jesus, the, the faithful one yeah. who was resurrected. Mm-hmm. And so he's using this psalm then to tell the story. And I thought even there, Peter is pointing us to the deeply holistic vision of the psalm. That it's not just a spiritual escapism, but that it, all of us is taken care of by God. And that's not to say we don't have physical hardships and we don't have suffering and that's not part of our reality. Yeah. But also I think it points beyond our reality to resurrection. So that's maybe yeah. letting the New Testament help us read the Psalms in some way. But I was struck by the physical language kind of throughout it. Yep, I, I can't resonate it with more. And I was strongly resonating with it as you were talking because at least to the second question and my answer specifically to the second question, it's really similar. So you want me to just go ahead and jump over to the second one? <laughs> yeah, well, let me ask it so the listeners know where we're going because the second question <laughs> is simply this. Come on, come on, give it to us. <laughs> what do we learn about God from this Psalm Q? Let me just tee you up so I seem like a really good podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just really uh, piggybacking off of your your point, this kind of holistic sense of God's care over our lives. And I was also thinking how oftentimes we can separate spirituality and our physical yeah. being. One of my professor, seminary professors went through cancer, and she one time shared with the class that it was through her battle with cancer that she learned I mean, she knew this already, but it became an experience for her. And she said she then realized that her body is not her own, that mm. that it belongs to God, because there she wasn't able to really manage anything about her own body. And it was just out of her control completely. And she, you know, recovered from cancer. And since that point on, she told us that every morning she would begin her day with silence a few minutes and the, mm. what she would concentrate and focus on during these hours of silent prayer is she would focus on her physical body parts you know feeling her mm. lungs and feeling her her arms and her feet and and just as a way to remember that the god is taking care of her not only her soul her mind but body her whole being that her lungs are working properly all over again in yeah. the morning, you know, waking her up in the morning and her body parts without her having to, you know, say so. They, they know how to work themselves, you know. So th- that kind of mm-hmm. wonder that she's living into. And when I particularly read that same verse, verse 9, Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. Yeah, so just to echo your first point, Matt, that God is someone who takes care of our whole being, including our yeah. physical body parts. Yeah. And I'm just going to echo, I think, some of what you were saying yeah. in the first question and then build on it too as well in saying that I think we also learn that God is the sole source of our good. Mm-hmm. Like That's a fascinating thing in this psalm. In verse 2, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. 
Yeah, and then in verse five, Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. Mm-hmm. There's a really kind of exclusive, both giving God credit and identifying the source of our good to be God. And I think, you know, for myself, I like to think of uh, my good as a, at best flowing from a partnership from me and God. <laughs> you know, God, thank you for these blessings I have earned for myself is maybe the the more common prayer that like actually maps out to my life you know but here it's really a remarkable thing david you know maybe he's a king at this point maybe his reign's going well clearly things are going smoothly in some respect Mm -hmm. and rather than saying i say to the lord it's a good thing i've been faithful to you i've obviously been worthy of all these things he just says you are my lord apart from you i have no good thing Mm-hmm. And it's such a contrast, I think, with the ways that we tend to think about, you know, oh, I've earned this. I deserve this. This should be coming to me. I right. think Psalm 16 undercuts right. that. It just says, well, n- none of that apart from God can be your reality. And it's not actually about fairness or what you've earned or deserved. It's about who God is yeah. and his generosity. Yeah, that is such a radically different kind of mindset or perspective or how one lives his or her life right because i mean everything yeah. about our lives it, there's so much of this compensation and you know reward and we reap what we sow kind of mentality yes that when you read psalm 16 and you know psalms like this it's just like where is he coming from it just makes me want to read <laughs> david's life like autobiography or something if it's available you know what i mean <laughs> like uh-huh. Yeah, just become more curious about his life and his relationship with God. Let's ask our third question. Yeah. How does this psalm help us then to pray? Yeah, through our conversation, I am struck that there is not a single word that describes the sense of joy that I think I sense from this psalm. As I read Hmm. this, there's obviously this kind of deep trust for God, but also as he acknowledges that, God, you are the God who is taking care of me, my whole being, in a holistic way, this this kind of deep sense of joy and gratitude as well. And so with that, I think it helps me to pray in the sense that it helps me to reflect on my own life and maybe my family uh, story and maybe, you know, my friends and those around me and, and think about when God had become a refuge and when I had seen mm-hmm. and sensed him being a refuge for either myself or my family or friends and others around me. Yeah. Or even as I think about some of the things that we've witnessed in our country this past year, I wonder if there were moments when God had become a refuge for all of us. Let me just add one more point. In our conversation, I was also reminded of the Heidelberg Catechism question number one and answer number one. What is your only comfort in life and in death? And the answer is that I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Hmm. Yep. That's all I got. That's your mic drop moment. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I think this, this psalm helps us pray in good times. We've had lots of psalms, I think, so far that we've looked at that help us pray in hard times that help us pray through injustice. But if we're being honest, sometimes the hardest time for us to pray is when things are going well. Hmm. That's that's when it's sort of like, well, here we go. This is how I expected things to be. You know, I got my life together and so now life's easy and that's when we stop praying, right? Yeah. But I think, 
you know, I was just thinking practically, how do you pray when you get a raise? How do you pray to God? And maybe verse five and six is that prayer. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. This raise is not my portion and my cup. But because you are my inheritance, the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. How do you pray when your family is healthy? Mm. You know, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. These constant reminders, not that the, not to distract us from the good Mm. things and the blessings that we experience in our life, but to constantly be reminding ourselves, you know, who gets the credit for this good? And I think a prayer that accompanies us not only in hard times, but a prayer that accompanies us in good times times. is also a real gift. And I see that's this Psalm also kind of both being a reminder in hard times of the goodness of God, but also in good times being a reminder of the goodness of God. Sometimes we need that reminder even more. You know what I I mean? I did. I did. I I was just reminded of that myself as you were talking about that, you know, that we need prayers like that in our good times too. And in light of that, Matt, I wonder if we want to actually end this time with the practical kind of prayer option that you've just suggested. What if we just kind of each of us share something that is going well in our lives and make that a prayer? Well, Q, you're trying to co-opt hosting duties as you often do. <laughs> well, no, I, really I like do. that. It's, it's my temptation. I like that, Q. Yeah. Now I, ha- I have to think of something that's going well, which shouldn't be uh, too hard, but okay, I have something. Do you have something? Uh, yes. Why don't you model for us how this should sound? Yeah, I was just going to say it, when each of us kind of share it, we can maybe both say, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? As a, as a refrain. Yes. I see. I like, like it. that? All right. Okay, I can right. share. So I was recently, I had no idea that I was going to share this um, with like publicly with the audience, whoever is listening, but I was recently promoted in the army as a captain, which is I think something to celebrate because it marks my fourth year in the army. And it also gives me a lot of credibility in terms of being a chaplain in the army. It gives me a lot of access now to be able to not only offer religious and spiritual support, but you know, really being able to influence the culture of our army uh, unit and all of that good stuff. So mm. as I remember this, I'd like to pray that. And would you join me in saying, you are oh, my, my Lord, Lord. Apart, apart from you, you I, I have, have no good thing. thing. Nice. Well, congratulations, Q. Thanks. That's, I'm learning this on the podcast. What a great way to learn it. So that's wonderful news. Yeah, what a gift you will be to that unit. I'm confident of that as well. One thing for me to celebrate is Rachel and I have just moved into a new house that, by the grace of God, in many ways, we were able to afford and purchase. So that had been something we've been working towards, but things really had to line up in a providential way to make it happen. So along with you, I say these words as I celebrate this. You are my my Lord. Lord. Apart Apart from from you, you, I have have no no good thing. Well, I love that invitation cue that you extended that we practiced. I'd invite the listener to just take a minute, uh, reflect on something good that has happened, and then maybe you can pray that refrain or even something else from Psalm 16. Thanks for inviting us to do that. You're most welcome. Well, my friend, thanks for a wonderful conversation about Psalm 16. I appreciate it. I appreciate you making the time and 
sharing your reflections. They're really a gift. Likewise, ditto that, my friend. Let's hear again this really beautiful final verse where David says, You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. In hope of that, in hope of this good, friends, go out and pray the Psalms. I can't hear you right now. (laughs) I don't know why, but I muted myself. (laughs) Just so used to (laughs) muting myself in our, like, you know, video calls and stuff. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is cracking me up.